Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John and El Josh watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. Hello and welcome back to Food Court. We're live. If you're watching us, we're live. And if you're not watching us, you're just listening to us on a podcast. Either way, we're so happy to have you just taking in our content in any shape or form. Yeah. And we're so excited to have the late, great Josh Lewis back on the show again. Hello, Josh. Hola. Hola. Gracias for having me. It's it's pretty what misshapen did you right now. Spanish. Uh, I watched I watched our feature presentation two times. Well, I'm so two proud of you for not saying red, Josh. I'm so proud of you for not saying red. Donato. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we also have the late great John Burr back. Sort this of. This is two in a row, which is sort of. I mean pretty good for for you. Right before the podcast started, uh, the Twitch stream started. I broke a lamp. Uh, which is why my lighting is kind of strange now. Uh, apparently, I just put me into full Gene Wilder mode over here. <laughs> Bialystok and Bloom. I guess that uh, I think I'm, I'm kind of a combination of Bialystok and Bloom. Actually, that's what yeah. it's like if Bialystok ate Bloom. But um, <laughs> I'm glad to be with you guys. Uh, if we have anybody in the Twitch stream, thanks for listening in. Sorry, it was so uh, kind of out of nowhere. But like I said, uh, calamities uh, ensued. But we did watch the Argentinian Nouveau Horror Classic, Terrified, which is also my favorite uh, euphemism for getting stoned to the bejesus belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing getting terrified? Like, there's nothing like walking into a frat house, seeing a couple guys <laughs> just doing bong rips, them looking at you, pointing the bong at you and say, you want to get terrified? Whoa. Nothing like it. Why is that a, not a new metal song? Yeah. Why is that... I just want to hear some big bass and a seven-string guitar while somebody hollers terrified at me. I mean, if stupefied is right there, terrified. Terrified should be like the the sequel to stupefied. (laughs) Yeah. Stupefied really was. It was a song for its time. What is stupefied? You've never... Dude. Open up my world. I'm in stupefied! You don't remember that? (laughs) (laughs) That is the chorus. Or is it Let's Get Stupefied? Is that Static X? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but I know the end of it is like this. Get stupefied. I like, uh, (laughs) I pretty much have just put um, all of the, I've combined all of the 90s new metal bands into a super group called Puddle of Nut. (laughs) Or sometimes I call them Stankybus. It's either Puddle of (laughs) Nut or Stankybus. And they did all of the songs. Stankybus, I like a lot. Although the really the song that sticks with me most is the uh, new Christian classic um, by Pod. We are, we are. Uh, the youth of the nation. That's a special yeah, that's, to me. That's a classic. It's oh, got shouts, the, the shouts to the chat. We have at least a few people in there. Hey. Oh, hello, chat. Thank Welcome you, to our new metal you chat Ryden, for poking in. We're still working out the kinks, but we're gonna have fun in our uh, rooms of. Uh, Various dishevelment. I'm still very, uh, like, I'm frankly infuriated that Josh has the yes. nicest setup. Josh, who is like a single dad who doesn't even bother to have a child, mm-hmm. and just but somehow has the perfect white guy, white podcaster setup, has baffles behind him. Uh, at least Josh, at least Josh, you know, doesn't have a bowling pin behind him like some people I know. This, I will have you know, <laughs> this bowling pin was given to me. By Bill Murray, uh, and it was from 
the set of Kingpin. So, oh, well, it actually wasn't. It wasn't. No, oh, <laughs> I was getting ready to fucking jazz myself. Wouldn't that be like, pretty cool? That'd be pretty cool. Jazzle. Well, little guys, dizzle jazzle. We saw that horror movie. We saw Josh read that horror movie. It was terrified. Yeah. But before yeah. we get to terrified, I did my best to Uh-oh. try to create a little movie theater at home experience. Oh. I made nachos. What? I sure did. Tell me more. Uh, I made Is this nachos, a secret recipe? And Should I made, we hear about this? I made Argentinian nachos. So I did a little chimichurri <laughs> sauce. And you know what, guys? Uh, tortilla chips and chimichurri, that's too much salt. That's a lot of sodium. Don't do that. You probably should stick to your traditional nachos because I found out chimichurri plus Mexican shredded blended cheese plus salty Tostitos, it was akin to eating Orson Welles' heart. It was more salt <laughs> than I've ever experienced, but by Jove, I ate almost an entire broiler tray of them. So uh, if I have like some sort of infarction halfway through the show, just carry it on. Somebody drive over here and hit this in-stream button. Then send it to Sean as an MP4, which will then convert to an MP3. Then we'll convert that to a wave, and then we will release it as a podcast. Get on yes. it, Josh. I, I was hanging on every word. And <laughs> in addition to these nachos, we also had something we haven't had in some time, gentlemen. I watched this on Shudder, so I think you guys had this too. We had a preview. Oh, what preview did they give you? It's not so much what movie it was. It's who was in okay. that movie. The movie? It was uh, called Stillborn. It was a kind of um, yeah. drab-looking uh, like body horror, postpartum horror, which is somehow yeah. postpartum horror is now a genre. But, it's very uh, big right now. But we somehow had... I'm sure there's some abortion horror in there, too. But we somehow oh, yeah. had... Um, a movie called Still Slash Born. Not really sure why the slash was needed when Stillborn is a word, but it makes it scarier. Michael Ironside. <laughs> what? Which I was both, I felt three emotions shock, relief, horror. Yeah. Shock that Michael Ironside is, in fact, alive. Yeah. Relief. Hey, Michael Ironside's alive. That's great. And then a sense of dread and horror came over me as, why isn't he in more movies? If Michael Ironside is still alive, and still looks like Michael Ironside, I might add, yet not in any movies. What the hey, man? You think he just signed like a contract for Shudder exclusives only? I mean, that's That's a good way to to get my money into the Shudder's pocket. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'm ready for Michael Ironside to make a comeback. Go ahead. No, I insist that you talk, Josh. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, there was a blurb <laughs> on there that said it was uh, this, like something like a, one of the scariest pregnancy movies since Rosemary's Baby or something. Okay. Wow. They're not even going to yeah. give old Duke the nod there? Oh, no. Please don't do maybe, that. Maybe it's scarier than the Duke. Are you guys Babadookies? I, I still haven't seen it. I'm sorry. Wow. Babadookie. Have you, you haven't seen Babadookie well, either, Josh? Oh, I've seen it. It's Babadookie. It's shit. Oh, okay. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think that would be a Josh-style movie, because it's all like, is this, is this, you know, is it all in her head? It's one of those type of horror movies. Josh is more of a, you know, wants to see the, the, you know, the uh, critters crawl up someone's ass from the toilet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the classic horror genre. 
Yeah, I want to say I want to say a mon- <laughs> I want to say some sort of critter. Yes. Uh, yeah. I want to say murder. Yep. Well, there you go. I feel like everything need, else is negotiable. I feel like we need our own version of Wu Tang's Cream, where Josh can distill all of his uh, horror tenets into something that spells out a word. I'm not sure. Oh, what, maybe, maybe, maybe. If I feel like Cooter would be a good word for you. If <laughs> Cooter would be like, good. So Critter. Oh, how- so we need two O's. We need a T. We need an yeah. E. We need an R. Or an mm. AR would work too. Kutar. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think Kudar starred um, um, Mark Harmon and was uh, kind of like a Beastmaster <laughs> knockoff. But we saw this movie, and anytime Josh comes on, I'm going to utilize that East Tennessee twang to give us a summary. So Josh, hit us hard. Hit us with the only way you can. What happened in Terrified? Okay. Uh, this is a story of a young couple that live a yard away from somebody, but he's beating on the wall so hard it breaks their wall. And then one day, the lady's cooking, and something starts whispering to her from the sewer, I think. And then, uh, it's like, they let me whisper in the ear, though. Let me get up in that kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, and then she goes to take a shower the next day, and he hears that thumping again. The, the titular boyfriend. I don't know if it's titular, but the boyfriend. <laughs> and he goes next door. He gets real mad. He goes next door, and then she's being beaten to death by a paranormal activity ghost. He comes back yep. and just lays the floor over. Now, she was nude, so she might have been titular in that scene. Oh, no, she was probably nude. Oh, you're she was right. Wearing she wasn't nude. Top. Yeah, there's this no This movie does no not pass top. cooter test because the, uh, mm-hmm. those, I think those two O's, those are just breasts. That's part of the cooter <laughs> test. <laughs> the O's are actual breasts. Firm stand-up titties. And uh, and then we find out the neighbor is somehow open a dimension to hell, and he's trying to talk to a lady that reminds you of a poltergeist lady, but she's tall and uh, Spanish of some sort. And uh, then some more people come along, and it becomes more like poltergeist, except in different yeah. houses. And then yeah. you find out that the director also likes Sin City because he has a detective with a weak heart. But that heart is made of gold. Look, and then you find it's out not the director, even a detective the movie. If you don't have, if the detective doesn't have the titular detective, uh, doesn't have a bum okay. ticker. Yes, true. <laughs> and then you find out that he, this director is also into uh, the the TV show The Monsters from the fifties because he brings back a little boy, and that little boy's green and purple and dead, just like right. Eddie Monster. Right. And uh, then another little boy sees it, and then he tells his mom. Everybody's there's fucking paranormal. There's like interdimensional fucking uh, Alex Jones type blood sucking demons that come through. They eat an old lady's head. I can't remember how it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Young Wave points out that Meet the Fockers, another scary pregnancy film, might need to throw that out there. Uh, Aged Robert De Niro, definitely one of the ghastly ghouls of uh, modern cinema. Faux show, especially when yeah. they try to make him pass for uh, a kid, as Joe Pesci calls him in uh, The Irishman. But, okay, so that's what yeah. Josh saw. I'm not sure what Josh saw, but <laughs> that's the interpretation Josh got. But uh, what I got out of it was just kind of like, you, you mentioned Poltergeist. And it's kind of like a weird melange of Poltergeist and, like, I hate this. Did you ever see the weird... Like eighties, late early nineties adventure like comedy dream team. No. no. Okay. Well, since you haven't done that, I'm just gonna use the other one. 
Ghostbusters. It's like Ghostbusters, yeah, it's like gritty Ghostbusters meets Poltergeist. We'll do that instead. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely got that feel. Yes. But I I liked that there was, you know, kind of this weird uh, slap together uh, paranormal team, like your your Mulder, Mulders and Scully, although they were all over 50 for some reason. We had a uh, an oh. Argentinian Francois Truffaut-looking paranormal expert. We had yeah. a... An Argentinian version of Michael Ironside is one of our guys. We had a Spanish Hugo Weaving, and then finally we had, um, like, they had their own, like, Argentinian Tom Sizemore. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed all of them, and I also enjoyed, and I'll go ahead and get to my, um, my, the, my, my, uh, hero of the picture. I, I love it when, when there's two things, it's two sides of, of something. I love it when the person you think is going to be the protagonist is not the protagonist, because I didn't yes. think Tom Sizemore. Which I'm so sorry I don't know his name, but I did no prep because I broke a lamp. <laughs> Are you talking about the detective with the bum ticker? Yes, the detective with the bum ticker. Okay. I didn't think. I thought he was like. I was like, oh, he's the first one to die. Yes, they set yeah. it up. I should have. I should have realized they gave him too many character traits to die that early. But then the other thing I like <laughs> is that anyone else could and would die. Yes, all bets. Or work. even worse, uh, could be torn apart. <laughs> By an interdimensional rift yeah. and become a kind of monster person. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking yeah. thing esque monster person. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, homage to sundry movies, particularly The Thing. The, Lots uh, of Thing. There, there, a there whole lot a, of Thing. And that was, to me, that was like the best scare of the movie. What, what, what was your favorite scare of the movie, guys? My favorite scare involves Ooh. an homage to The Thing. I don't want to give it away, but there's an homage to The Thing, and you'll know it when you see it. But the way it's framed oh, yeah. is quite nice. Yes, the thing homage is great. I think my Euro slash favorite scare is also kind of funny, so maybe not the scariest, but I love the dead kid. I just love the dead kid. Yeah. They just like walk into this room and they're like, uh, you just gotta see it. I can't really explain it to you. <laughs> and they walk into the room and there is a uh somewhat decayed dead child. Is just sitting in their in, kitchen. Is there room in the Josh Lewis Cooter system for a dead child? Uh, I'm imagining that would, as soon as we figure out this acronym, we will definitely put dead kid in there. Yeah, we just got to find like a T, an E, or an R for the dead child <laughs> to be in there. But I feel like that could fit. But you, you're a bit of a dead child uh, connoisseur, Sean. I believe oh. you like the movies. Uh, you, you're an insidious guy. You like you like the newer horror Idiot. movies. I so, do. So I feel like. I feel like you probably like this movie more than Josh and I like this movie, but I don't want to speak for Josh. So what? Do you, so so, give me your opinion real quick. I liked this movie w- probably way more than both of you, right? And just guessing that you didn't love it, like on a but sliding this- scale, like I would say this is like a C plus horror movie. C plus. Yeah, I would say this is like a C plus horror movie. I like some Shit. of the, I like a couple of the scares. I think it has a great opening. I like a couple mm-hmm. of the scares, but then it kind of yeah. it kind of gets too like um, Guillermo del Toro ish for me at times. I like, can see that. I thought that all the jump scares were given away just by whenever the camera stops, someone's about to get hit by a car or pulled into another dimension. It's just sure, yeah. when you move the camera that much and then you stop it, you you're kind of breaking a tenet of cinema, like you're, give, you're giving away the ghost, as it were. Um, but oh. I still, I still liked it pretty much, and I am horrified that I think Guillermo del Toro is indeed remaking this movie, and I'm sure it will be infinitely oh. worse. 
even if he does get the original director, I just I, I got no trust in the man any longer, despite his Oscar He's got accolades. No but for me, it was it, yeah C plus, which means pretty good. Let's go. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go B minus because I quite like the oh, casting okay. and the acting. So, Josh, yeah. what, what were you, were you into? The, what was your 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 grade on this one? My grade, yeah. uh, definitely, I, just a straight up C. I mean, uh, I it. it was fun enough. I All mean, right. I had a good time. I probably enjoyed it more the second time because I kind of knew what was going on, so I didn't pay attention to reading it the whole time. <laughs> I could actually watch the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. um, any movie, I'll give at least a C to if they get a kid ran over by a bus tragically within twenty minutes. See, I, I mean, yeah. you got to look at that. I mean. I've had it with that. I saw that in Pet Cemetery. I feel like it's in every other movie now. Someone's going to get hit by a car suddenly. It's uh, in a it, lot of it movies. It went out with, um, uh, what's the Coen Brothers uh, flick with um, uh, Anton Chigurh? Oh, oh, No Country for Old Men. I think that should be it. That's the limit. Past Final Destination and No Country for Old Men. No more jump cut car hits. I've had it. No yeah, loss. People, people get hit by a lot of cars. It happened in the Unfriended sequel, and it was just like so obviously going to happen in the Unfriended sequel. Right. It's, it does happen too much. If you're not, but, I see this one coming. Oh, I'm a ahead. pretty big dummy sometimes. So I just saw a little kid fucking around in this monster. This dude that has monsters in his house's yard, and he's like, "Get out of yeah. here! I'm doing this for your own good." And the kid just backs up. Now that I think of it, I probably should have saw that coming. <laughs> that was pretty fucking obvious. Well, really fucking obvious. Josh, I gotta know. So here's a here's a curveball for your. Uh, I, first, I have two questions. If this okay. movie had been in English, would it have been an A plus? No. Okay. No. Second no. question: There is a character who I believe is supposed to be American, who definitely is not American, judging from his accent. Portuguese, at least. He oh, speaks, I think he's German or something. Well, yeah, he speaks. Uh, he speaks English a few times during the course of this film. What does that do? To a man that hates subtitles, does that light up the room when you hear a word that you can understand? No, I'm still reading it because it's still in subtitles. So I'm just, he says, darkness and light. That's right. Darkness and light. And I was like, I'm reading it already. Why do you even, why do you put English in this? Why am going to read it? Why do you even say it? it? it Josh, for, let's, let's go down. Let's take that to its natural and logical end game. If a movie is going to have subtitles... Should it even have sound? <laughs> I, just, I want old Tommy piano music <laughs> in the background. That's it. <laughs> Nothing fucking else. I just want to. Whenever I go to the theater, I want to see a woman on the stage or to the left or the right, right, blocking mm-hmm. the exit. Just playing a piano while it happens. Watching it. Well, just getting her own yours- score. We're going to get to the rest of our heroes of the picture. If you can think of anything else that Josh needs to add to his cooter system of film excellence, please put it in our Twitch thread. But, uh, Sean, we haven't gotten to your uh, hero yet. What was it? Okay, Dead Kid. Yeah. Dead Kid is the big hero for me. Really? That I was the that. hero. Dead Kid. That's my favorite part. Okay. I love it for many reasons. There's a few other heroes, but that's my main hero. Right. I love the. I love that part... Because it gets to a lot of the things that I love about the movie is like, okay, one, it's creepy. Right. And you go, oh, shit, this is creepy. And two, it's kind of funny, which is something that not all the time, but occasionally this thing does quite good. Is There's like funny stuff that is also fucked up. 
Right. And I also love that the investigator dude, not uh, Tom Sizemore, not the detective, the the older man who's investigating, he gets right up in his face, which is (laughs) fucked me up so bad. I hate it. But I love that he just gets so close to the dead kid's face. Yeah, the, the first, the first like half that. of the movie is pretty awesome. It yeah. just sort of falls apart when the, you know, eye trauma, eyeless Guillermo del Toro-esque monsters show up. Yeah. I really, like, I would have loved to see this movie if they hadn't, didn't have the budget to even show the monsters, you know? Like, yeah. that's kind of what lets me down. Although I think I'm, I'm creeping more and more towards just a straight up B, the more we think about it. Because we have to watch so many bad horror movies. Here's sure. where I put it. For long-time listeners, I liked it less than The Lodge. Okay, sure. Which I quite liked The Lodge, but the Lodge I rule. certainly liked it... I think I liked it better than any other horror movie we've seen in the past year. Ah, well, I liked Midsummer a lot, so... Midsummer's really good. But it's, it's totally like fine. It's, it's, like a, it's like a good horror movie that I'm hoping more good things will come from. I wish he wasn't remaking his own movie. But Josh, what was your favorite thing in the film? Uh, my favorite thing is it wasn't the lodge. I thought that sucked. Um, but I liked in this movie, how like some certain independent horror movies or small budget horror movies, they get bogged down in explaining what's going on. Like, yeah, there's always somebody there that runs in and just goes, Oh, this is interdimensional vampire beings from Alex Jones world and all this shit. Everybody's like, Oh geez, really? And then they go into a history of it and you don't need it. It's never needed. They didn't get bogged down in that at all, which kept me kind of in it a, a little bit longer than I thought I was going to be. And I thought that was pretty cool. And they were discovering stuff as we were discovering it. You know what I mean? Like they discovered that the monsters didn't like any kind of light source. They only stuck to the dark. Right. They did a really good job of that, of just being like, hey, we're discovering this. And and ultimately, they didn't discover everything. Yeah, they were you, just kind of figured out. Like, you were on the journey with them. I really dug that. You, you bring up an important thing about horror. Horror, you need to establish rules. It's okay to later break those rules, but you need to establish rules so that we can have tension and suspense. Mm-hmm. If you don't sure. have rules that the audience... Sometimes the audience knows it, and the, the protagonist won't know it, but the audience needs to be kind of a step ahead of the protagonist. And rules like that, that gives you an opportunity, affords you the opportunity... To, to, to walk that that razor's edge. And I thought this movie, for the most part, as we sit here talking about it, I like the movie more and more. It's just, it kind of just, it kind of just devolves a little bit. Like, I, I feel like this movie, I've never said this ever, I feel like this movie needed to be longer. Oh, I can <laughs> it, see that. It moves at an incredibly brisk pace, but there is like, there's no like real second act where we ease into things. It's just like, all right, there's got to be an explanation for this dead kid, and there's no way this dead kid is moving to straight up. This dead kid has been sucked into another interdimensional portal and is now a <laughs> scion or vessel from the interdimensional portal that will suck you into the interdimensional portal and sweet G- and, and just zero to sixty, which usually I enjoy. But in this one, it was kind of like if you blink, you'll miss it. Like this yeah, would be a terrible if you were in the theater. This would be a terrible bathroom break picture. Oh, yeah. Very hard to take a bathroom break. <laughs> I kind of like the way it unfolds in that way. Right. I like the, because what the first time I watched it, I mean, this is probably the third or fourth time I've watched it just because I like it so much. But the first time I watched it, I remember thinking, like, okay, they have the first story. The first story is a woman looking in the in the sink. Right. And then she gets <laughs> just beaten against walls till she's bloody and dead. A great setup. And then there's, a great movie setup. Yes. Yeah. 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 Brutal, brutal setup. <laughs> 
Um, and then there's like some other guy. And right. the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought legitimately that it was an anthology movie, that it was just oh. going to be like a few short stories. Yes. And then once they started, once they were like, oh, this is actually my next door neighbor. I was like, oh, OK. Kind of wish that it had been an anthology movie in a strange way, that it had been more of a series of unfortunate events. Not Lemony Snicket, but uh, <laughs> more like a Jason Voorhees series of unfortunate events. Because I feel like there was some potential there that maybe something was going on with the whole neighborhood. You know, kind of get me, get me with that gate vibe. You remember the gate, Joe? Oh, yeah, of course. Gate, one of the great kills of all time. Uh, Barbie doll leg to the eye. That's a good way to kill somebody. I don't remember that. It's oh, been a yeah. while since I've seen it. Barbie doll leg to the eye. There's some. Are you talking about part one or part two? Oh no, I didn't know there was a two. Oh yeah, they kill our gerbil at the beginning of it. Oh, oh think, shit! What did Peter have to me a say lot. about that? Is that like they, do you think they really killed that gerbil? I hope so. <laughs> Is it Richard Gere's gerbil? I, whenever Richard I'm Gere's watching gerbil, an old horror movie, they cut it, they cut it out, and he's like, "Finally, I'm saved," and they're like, "No, we're sacrificing <laughs> you to save." <laughs> whenever, Be careful what you wish for. Is that moral? Yeah. Whenever mm, I'm watching an old horror movie, I have like cannibal cannibal Holocaust syndrome, where I'm always like, "Man, is that a real turtle? Are they killing that?" Mm. Oh yeah. Like, we just watched for Joe Bob's uh, last drive-in, we watched um, Profondo Rosso. Ooh, I did the thing oh, yeah. he doesn't like. I called it by its Italian name. Deep Red, as it were. <laughs> Deep Red. I feel, like, I feel like that little girl killed that lizard. She did. Yeah. yeah I feel she like that was a real lizard. lizard. Yeah. She yeah. really killed that, and they killed... What else did they kill in there? They killed another animal. Kill a bird? A bird. bird they, with they a knitting needle? It. Another yeah, great a cinema kill? If you can kill a bird... What's more impressive, Mr. Miyagi catching a fly with chopsticks, or an old woman killing a needle with a or someone a woman killing a bird with a knitting needle? Mmm. I think Mr. Miyagi faked it. I don't think he really caught that fly. So an old woman. Wow. Yeah. All that's right. True. All right, Mr. President. <laughs> okay then. Fake well, news. We've 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 gone on long we... enough about how much we like everything. Okay. Let's get to the dark side of things. Let's get to our low main, low man of the totem pole. Josh, what didn't you like about Terrifier? What I didn't like about it was, okay, so they, you know how I said I liked how they didn't explain anything? Right. What's that? Besides subtitles. Okay, well, that goes without saying. Or reading. Yes. Um, What if people are just now, what if they're subtitling this? Are you subtitling this? I could. So yes. people have to read it so they'll know my pain? I could. God, that would We've be great. We've actually muted it so they only can read it, in, but the <laughs> subtitles are in um, they're in Farsi. So if you oh. can't read Farsi, then Thanks. you just or le- read lips, then you can't. You have no idea what's happening. It's too bad. We, you guys should uh, spring for that wingding font oh, yes. so people could try to read wingdings. What was William Shatner's language that he tried to get off the ground? Did a whole picture in? Oh, he did a movie. I've seen that movie. Yeah. Um, what is it called? I want to call it Suntory, but that's a Japanese whiskey. <laughs> Chat, what is I think about it. what is the William Shatner language film like that he did Tech Wars in? If you know, please let us know. But Josh, as you were, you're uh, oh. low main, low man. So, like I said, uh, I really liked how they didn't dilly dally explaining anything. Um, one of the worst parts about that movie is they didn't really explain anything, <laughs> and it started coming up where I was like. Uh, is this where it goes? Like, okay, so the <clears throat> the detective, he keep, he's like, I have a heart condition. And everybody's like, why you are do. you telling us? Well, we don't care. We don't care that you have a heart condition. You're fat. You probably do. You're old. And he's like, okay. I'm he's sitting like, right a, here. 
<laughs> He's like, it's, it's like a coagulant problem. I have to take like anticoagulants right. or something. Everybody's like, cool. That's Portuguese for heart condition. Yeah, they were. They were just like we don't. We nobody cares. And then he he had. I think he has a heart attack at one point or something happens. Right, and he, he falls down. Been. And the Marilyn Manson monsters. He's creeping up on him, and you're like, well, oh, he's yeah. dead. And then he just wakes up. Yeah, so they just, apparently, they just sniff his butt and go away. Yeah, they just see he's friendly, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, we can go play. And which made me have to think and be like, is that part of it? But they don't really bring it up again, which makes me wonder, was it even meant to be like that? Or is was he just written in as a hero later? You know, maybe I'm looking into it into an hour and a half movie too much. But it just made me just be like, OK, I'm thinking about that too much and I'm not following the movie. If that makes sense. Sure. I, I, didn't, I didn't want him to take me by the nose and explain everything to me. But uh, something a little bit like you were saying, a little bit more cut and dry would have been nice. I don't know that this is the right answer, but I have some feeling that, um, like, they're they're not killers. I mean, they're killing people, but they're not trying to kill people. They're just, like, some dudes from another dimension who don't know what their powers do in this dimension is kind of the way I felt it. I don't know what that has to do with his heart, other than that, like, if he's already dead, or if he's having a heart attack and he's dead, then they're not, then they don't think of it as like, a, I'm gonna grab this guy because he's a dead guy. But that that also may be because I just want you to like this movie so much, and I'm right. trying to help you like it. Never ever <laughs> try to reason with a mad dog. And if Josh Lewis is in <laughs> he is a rabid frothy monkey so just 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 let him struggle with it my least favorite thing my low main low man is very minor but so i really love that they did a lot of work with perspective and camera perspective uh particularly in the opening shot uh in the context of the movie ends up having quite a bit of depth and gravitas to it um coming up the um the sink coming up the drain from the other side but there's a part where the German who speaks English and Spanish uh, uh, yeah. paranormal investigator literally says, it's all about perspectives. Darkness uh, yeah. and light. Darkness <laughs> and light. You don't need to spell it out. Like, Josh is angry they're not spelling it out for him as far as taking us plot-wise. I'm angry that they spelled it, that they did spell it out for us as far as thematically. You don't need to do that. That's slop. It doesn't bother me that bad. There's not a whole lot of things that bother me about this movie other than that t- little tiny line reading. And then, honestly, just probably saw too much of the monsters. And I'm just kind of tired of, like, Resident Evil, um, you know, CGI Silent monsters. Hill. Like, Yeah, Silent Hill. Like, it just was nothing breathtaking. Like, I get into monster design. We're horror dorks around here. We get into stuff like that. They did some cool stuff with their, like, homages to the thing and... It just honestly, the monsters could have been scarier. Then that's a, a complaint I have. And when you're talking horror, that's not a minor complaint. Sean, yours? No, not at all. I think that two, sort of two main things. That's probably the mainest thing. Is if I know this movie probably couldn't have a few more million dollars, but if they had a few more million dollars to make all the CG creatures real, right? If sure. those had all been guys in rubber pra- suits, practical effects, right? That would have been a just a Amazing, and honestly, they wouldn't I, even have to make it rubber suits because yeah. the, the the lighting was so dark. It could have just been they could have had just like a tall dude. Well, why? And they could have yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. it on it 
moved him around a little bit. Yeah, why couldn't these monsters have all been played by human beings? They all were human beings. Yeah, that's I mean, true. It could have been uh, a young Hueva brings up in chat. You know, there's movies like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, or the movies like Evil Dead Two, uh, where you can make sure. these were humanoid beings. They didn't need to be. You know, yeah. seven foot tall, thin man knockoffs. You know, it didn't need to no. be that way. And I just remembered, boys. Didn't look it up, and Chat didn't help me. In fact, Chat told me that Miss Congeniality was the movie that William Shatner once used the language Esperanto. Esperanto, uh, Esperanto is the language. But did uh, you remember the Esperanto movie? Because I have seen it. I have not. I remember seen it. renting is it, it on is VHS. It, is it based off one of his books? Is it a Tech War novel? No, it's no. like a horror movie. <laughs> it's Why? like a creepy gothic, as I remember it, a creepy gothic horror movie, but it's in Esperanto. Well, I didn't mean, I had to get that off my chest. When, I remember, when you remember something like the uh, fictional Ooh, yeah. uh, nonsense language that William Shatner used in one movie, you got to get yeah. it back out into the ether. But uh, Well, he wanted it to be universal language to bind all peoples, yeah. right? Isn't that what the point of it was? Like you do. The Tower of yeah. Babel. Oh, yes, there. exactly. There we go. And that, what a fitting ta- what a fitting title. <laughs> but that's you know that's really that's Shatner at his most Picard for all you Star Trek fans out there. That's true. He wanted us all to be able to speak the same language. Number two, Lomain for me. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously the bum ticker is an obvious thing that's in everything. I am tired. In addition to the bus hitting people, I'm tired of the heartbeat sound effect in yes. movies. I just uh, never want to hear a heartbeat sound effect in a movie ever, ever again. On a similar note, hearing aid gags, or hearing gags, or hearing related yeah. gags, or anything where the sound goes, no, no more, no mas. Saving Private Ryan did it We don't need it again. You don't need to knock that off. It does yeah. a lot of those bits, right? But like once you once they start doing the heartbeat thing, I'm just like, oh god! I've just countless, so many movies do this heartbeat thing, and I, even as a as a guy who quite likes slash maybe even slightly loves this movie, <laughs> just that heartbeat, this that heartbeat bit, it's just like fuck. Why? Why? I stuff like that and like the bus thing is stuff that I I think like okay so no one in the process just went eh this is this is hackneyed this has been done yeah so many times well, why are, why are we doing making me like this movie less and making me realize <laughs> that this movie there's nothing original there's nothing original about it every no. scare is from another movie uh, no it, oh man. So now I'm going back to C, 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 <laughs> just straight C. I'm with Josh. Straight C? I'm going straight C. Josh and I are giving it a C. We'll round your, what did you say, A plus? I, I would give it a B plus, okay. probably. All right. So we're in. The, we're back in the C minus. C, we're, it's an F. The movie's an F. It's an unoriginal <laughs> farce. Throw it away. Do not watch this. Well, For uh, me, can I defend it briefly? Chat, chat For is me, pointing out that, that, that he meant Miss Congeniality as a joke. And my joke was a joke oh. on his joke. So now we've gone full Michael Caine and miscongeniality, and now we're at the heart <laughs> of the matter. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Okay. This movie obviously very influenced by Poltergeist. Yes. Therefore, is this filmmaker Spielbergian or Hooperian? Oh. Is he influenced by Spielberg or Toby Hooper? Oh. 
I feel like he is Wanian. I mean, this feels like it's absolutely a Conjuring right. slash Insidious also ran. Yeah. And I like those movies quite a lot. So it is kind of in that style the most to me. It doesn't it never feels Spielbergy or Toby Hoopery. Right. In in any moment. I guess in a roundabout <laughs> way, I'm asking, do you think Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist as oh. is well rumored? Or do you think that's a Toby Hooper jam? I have no fucking idea. This is the problem. Like any reasonable person, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. I think it's a masterpiece. Right. But I don't love most of his other movies. Okay. Which makes me think that maybe Poltergeist is not his movie all the way. Because it makes me think that maybe Texas Chainsaw was like a great happy accident where he just got so lucky and made a great movie. But Josh, do you even care? I do care a little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. That's what's the first horror movie I ever watched. Right. Every month. Oh. And uh, I will admit, after finding out that Steven Spielberg had s- something in it, if, it made me wonder. On, for those not in the know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It even. It even. So to- it was produced by Steven Spielberg. It was directed by Toby Hooper, but it has mm-hmm. always been rumored that Spielberg basically ghost directed it. Now, it's come out since then, cast and crew have defended Toby Hooper, but then there were always cast members who said, uh, Spielberg directed me in this scene. I don't know what Toby was doing at this time. So now there's like yeah. kind of an endless conversation about who who done it. So there's It also parts. feels more like a Spielberg movie than it yeah. does feel like a right. Toby Hooper movie. Sure. But it, also, it, how many movies did Toby Hooper have fucking that much money to make? Right, eh, right. Not that many. One. I you go ahead, like- Josh. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just one. Honestly, I feel like it was reshot. I feel like it was directed by Toby Hooper for the most part. And then Steven Spielberg went back and reshot scenes that he wanted to have a certain way because there's like a family feel during a majority of the movie. And then all of a sudden, a guy peels his face off and a clown chokes a boy. And then there's dead cadavers in a fucking swimming pool hole and all this. Man. So. All of that felt very Toby Hooper, and even the camera was moving weird and shit like he would use in Texas Chainsaw, or it was even moving in Texas Chainsaw like whenever they started doing the steady cam stuff of like building the tension of walking to a place. Right. They kind of did that. So, I mean, if I had to guess, it was three quarters Steven Spielberg's movie, and he just got Toby Cooper's shit, Toby Hooper's shit, and just went, uh, let's keep the peel the face off scene for Tobe. Right, I'm. I'm, good old I'm in the camp. It's a perfect synthesis of two master filmmakers. Oh, went okay. to one of the great horror movies of all time, and a movie that kind of shows you why this movie doesn't exactly stick the landing. But I'll definitely take more of this and less of like Happy Death Day, uh, oh. Fantasy Island remakes. Yeah. I'll take more of this. Oh God, let's do this. <laughs> Did you see the the Fantasy Island remake, Josh? No. What? Oh my god. The COVID broke out before I could get to it. Uh, if that, I'm afraid that that was my last COVID picture. Pre-COVID really? picture, yes. That was the last one oh, I snuck I'm, out to see. I bet I have a list. What is? What was my last? I feel like I saw the way back like 10 times right before COVID told us oh, not I, to go anywhere anymore. <laughs> I guarantee you Josh did not see the way back. Uh, yeah, you, you nailed that. <laughs> you didn't uh, see the way back? It's, like, a, weird, it's huh? like your life story, essentially. You should see it. Just well, Josh I don't even know what it is. Bo- now Josh has the boozing and the shame, but he doesn't have the basketball coaching. Oh, oh that one. Yes, <laughs> you should. You you'll remember oh. it come Oscar season when it inexplicably wins Best Picture, and 
we have to live through another uh, Affleck as auteur uh, year in the press. Uh, you oh, he didn't last, direct it. The no, last three didn't. movies that I watched. What's the last that? three movies oh, I watched at a Regal Cinema near you. Hell yeah. Hit me. Uh, number one, or the oldest yeah. one, would be Call of the Wild with you guys. Nice. Fantastic film. <laughs> uh, the next one would be three days later, whenever I watched <laughs> The Lodge. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I liked it. You hated it. Lodge rules. And everybody that I accidentally met, friends at the theater, well, all two of them, hated the movie also. <laughs> Sanity. It started out great. <laughs> uh, Best movie of 2020. Final, possibly the final movie that I'll ever watch in a theater because right. the world is changing and st- structures and economies are falling apart. Men are eating the irradiated flesh of other men. Structures. There's wild dog packs. <laughs> There's rats. There are men. Besides. There are men acting as dogs in movies. There is men. There is men wearing wetsuits <laughs> and taking dogs' chops. Yeah. And good, hardworking American dogs. Are you and doing the Bill Murray speech yeah. from uh, Ghostbusters? Oh, from Ghostbusters. Black <laughs> people need to stop acting like black people. <laughs> The final movie point. that I possibly have ever watched, will ever watch in a theater, The Invisible Man with What's-Her-Face from Mad Men. Right. Hell yeah. Hey, that's pretty that's, good compared to Fantasy Island. Pretty solid. Man. Pretty solid say, last movie. Invisible Man story? Yeah. yeah. Acting? Wow. Directing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But they definitely picked up a script that was threadbare and just went, we'll act and direct the shit out of this. And you'll see. Well, that was his we'll script. That's yeah. the Lee oh, Wong White. Whoops. That's his. That's his main skill is is <laughs> directing his scripts into good movies. <laughs> uh, stick with directions on. Well, we've talked enough. Whoa. about terrified. Uh, Josh, thanks for coming on. Tell us where we can find you online. Twenty six twenty one Air Park Drive, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I can't wait till we get the text asking to cut that one out. I don't know which apartment, and there's several. Oh, okay. Good point. Uh, at the Josh from TN on all social medias, and now TikTok, which I don't know how to use and probably refuse to use. Yes. Um, next week we're going to have a special guest comedian and uh, filmmaker Seth Pomeroy on the show. Ooh. Whoa! And your are we still watching Capone? And you, food court listeners, viewers, watchers, tweeters, twitchers, TikTokers, are sentenced to watching Capone. Which oh is boy! Uh, there are many ways you can rent it. And I'm also going to tell you what I'm going to do, and I know Seth is going to do. I know not everyone can do this, but we're going to give this a shot. I'm going to watch it. I know Seth is 100% going to do this. I'm going to try to do this. Watch it in a virtual reality theater. So Seth has been wise enough to uh, get some VR goggles and Oculus, I'm assuming for pornographic purposes. Yeah, he, he he told me he plans to watch it in such a way. And I have a few friends who have VR headsets. I'm going to try to borrow one and watch it in a VR theater. So we're going to bring the theater theatrical experience back to food court. I uh, I know that in a world where we were going using Regal Pass and Movie Pass, that spending actual money on a movie feels bad. But you know what? Think Painful. of it this way: we need to support it somehow. We can't have yeah. we can't have all of our movie villains be nude. Eight foot tall CGI Argentinian men. It we need to support like Josh Trank's career. We need a, yeah. a Fantastic Four Part Two. That's hey. why we're watching this movie. I'm a tr- I'm a Trankophile. I Rich. like Chronicle. 
I don't know what happened to a Fantastic chronic, Four. I like rules. I'm not yeah. giving up on Josh Trank. So let's okay. check this one out. It's got the hard man. It's got the Hardy boy in it. Tom Hardy is Al him. Capone. What could go wrong? Are you worried about bar- borrowing somebody else's VR, knowing that they've been jacking and sweating into I'm no it? longer going to be borrowing my friend's VR <laughs> headset. But our, our, our featured guest, Seth Pomeroy, will in fact be doing it. Uh, but... Uh, Josh, uh, thanks again. And Sean, send us out with our own tags, hashtags, and where they can find us. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Food Courtcast. That's really the main one. Get us, give us like 15 stars on iTunes or yes. Spotify or whichever one of those you were, use. I don't know how you rate things on Twitch, but could you give us 75 stars on Twitch and listen to us next week uh, as we talk about Capone? May I say to all of you sweet boys, bon appetit. Bon appetit. Ta-ta.